This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, Danielle Fissy Keller went back to back with two plus money picks to see off the challenge of James Eastham last week. Now, the Italian football journalist and broadcaster aims for an unprecedented three-peat as he takes on professional soccer better Will White. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. Our challengers get two picks each. Whoever has the best record with their selection stays on for the next head-to-head battle. Steve Danielli was excellent last week. James, not so much. Yeah, well done to Danielli. I think there was two excellent picks there. And it was a resounding win because James was well beaten twice. And um, it was a tough week in France. A lot of the experts out there, not just on this show, didn't get results right. It, it happened sometimes. There was a lot of surprise results in Liga, if you look across the board. And James was unfortunate enough to get um, to, to be involved with that. Plenty of picks to get through over the course of the show. We are going to go chronological with uh, the challengers picks, but we do go back and forth in terms of the games over the course of the weekend. We'll get Steve's selections in as well. So stay with us here for plenty of selections over the course of the weekend across the European leagues. We're going to kick off with uh, Daniele as the defending champion. And we're going to go with your midday Saturday game, Daniele. First of all, Juventus Torino. And I get the boys' thoughts on, on derbies as well after we get your selection here. This is the Turin derby, obviously. Juventus minus 130, Torino plus 390 here. The draw plus 255. It's a long time, Daniele, since Torino have won one of these when I was glancing back at their head-to-head record. Well, as derby goes, this is probably one of the most one-sided in Europe. Juventus are unbeaten in the last 18 derbies in all competition, having won 14. They only lost one of the last 34 derbies. Is Barcelona Espanol so one-sided? I don't think it is. And Juventus, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, the same old, same old. After the horror show at Sassuolo, they reverted back to the very uh, risk-averse version of themselves. Two uh, clean sheets against Lecce, one against Atalanta in Bergamo. They didn't even look like they were trying to win. Massimiliano Allegri was happy with the point. Atalanta should have got the three points in the end. But, you know, with Juventus, this is what you get. It is a team that doesn't really change from last season. The only signing they made where is on the bench. They were without Milik and Blaovic for the game in Bergamo. They might still be without them as well. Since Allegri has taken over into 2021, nobody has kept more clean sheet in Serie A than him. 37, plus four points compared to last season. And so they will say, well, job done, job accomplished. But these Juventus, as they are at the moment, they're nowhere near uh, to challenge for the title. A little bit off the pace when it comes to the Scudetta. What about the selection then here for the Turin derby? Because once again, you're looking for a same game parlor here, which served you well uh, last week. So talk us through your play. Under 3.5 goals and Federico Chiesa from Juventus to have over 0.5 shots on target because 
as I mentioned before, normally Juventus games against middle side tables, they're low scoring. And Federico Chiesa scored already four goals this season uh, without Vlaovic. I think he's going to be uh, the main man. And now a few issues on Torino. They will be without the two centre-backs, Buongiorno and his replacement, Sazonov. They haven't conceded much Torino so far this season. Only six goals, seven goals. The attacking numbers are very, very inconsistent. They are third from bottom for expected goals in Serie A. Third from bottom for shots taken. I mentioned the horrible stats they got in the derby, but my issues with Torino is they don't have or they don't seem to have any epic in them. Well, they had it back in the 70s or in the 80s, but they're not like Sassuolo then, who can beat Milan and Inter and then obviously lose against Monza. Torino against the top six sides, they just don't win it. Since 2021, they only won two games against top six sides. Milan at home last season, Lazio away, and a Coppa Italia game against Milan. They are solid. They are better than two years ago when they were fighting for relegation, but they don't seem having them to beating a top side. So I don't see them really winning here. That's why I go for under 3.5 goals. It could be a draw, but yes, my my what brings the pick a little bit higher is Federico Schiesa to have 0.5 shots on target altogether plus 150. And he's playing more Daniele as a striker, isn't he, these days? Is that fair? Yes, he's closer to the goal. He's uh, in the 3-5-2 of Allegri. He comes closer with Vlaovic and Milik, and he's finding his feet. Sometimes he's still a little bit erratic. He seems to play a game on his own against the entire opposition defence, but he's threatening and he's fully recovered from his injury. So you should be fairly confident he's going to pose a threat to a Torino backline that, as I said, is a little bit depleted. And, uh, Steve, what do you think? Uh, well, this is again generally getting involved in a Torino game. I never watched Torino, so they're one of those teams in Serie A I just don't get involved in very often. You don't know you what you're missing. Head they didn't nil nil against Verona it was fascinating well I was watching the other game because Dan was commentating (laughs) they're an under team aren't they I think there's quite a lot (laughs) of under teams in Syria this season I think the the average goals is is on the lower side this is a weird one Daniel you're going to be cheering Chiesa to shoot a goal but not to score (laughs) Um, (laughs) score very interesting well yeah it's one of those isn't it he has been uh, you know getting a lot of shots on target, five out of seven games this season, uh, shooting more regularly as well, 16 shots overall. You know, Torino have um, the third worst expected goals. They have a really poor head-to-head here. It reminds me a bit of when Sanetien faced Leon. I don't think they beat him for over a decade. And that could, this is what actually when I would look at head-to-head. It's one of the rare times because in a derby match, you can really get in the heads of the players. I mean, Juventus, is it just me? They look a big price to win this game. They're so dominant in this head-to-head, not far off uh, even money last time I looked. Um, can't trust them. can't trust Juventus. That's, that's all. From you, the last two years. Trust can't trust it. They're a bit like yeah. a crab. One step forwards to backwards, one sideways, you never go where they're going. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult to trust. I mean, based on the on the, on the starting 11, yes, they should win, but it's a lackluster. I might watch this. I might, I might watch this. feels <laughs> like the sort of game there might be some cards <laughs> in as well. You um, know. Just, just, just on derby games, and I bring Will in here. Look, I mean, uh, Steve's made the point that you know, some sometimes it, it is a thing for betters. I, I'm not convinced. I, I look at the form, I look at some numbers, and I tend try to not get bogged down with with any sort of you know narrative or broadcaster hype or fan hype about derby games. Is it a factor for you, Will? 
Uh, yeah, it's a factor. Um, as to how much, I think it really depends on the derby. Normally, an adjust for me would be I'd decrease home advantage a little bit because the element of travel is not so um, prevalent. And then certain derbies, teams share the same stadium. So the home advantage in those scenarios is even more diminished. So I think there is also a theory that the, the supremacy, so the, the quote-unquote the better team, you, you should also suppress the supremacy as well in derbies. But I'm not, such, I'm not sure I buy into that so much. Kind of a more gritty kind of, you know, form out of the window kind of narrative. So, Daniel, you wouldn't, you wouldn't show away. Obviously, you haven't because you played in this game. I mean, do, do you like betting in derby games even even more? I think that one of the best games in Serie A. But as I said, this one is a weird one because it's between two teams that they've never been at the same level apart from in the 70s when Torino won the league and they were challenging with Juventus. So it is a very one-sided derby. With, I mean, the Derby of Milan is a top top of the table clash. The Derby of Genova is the bottom of the table clash. Roma and Lazio are in the middle, and sometimes the Derby for them is the most important game of the season. Well, it is obviously for Torino. For Juve, it's just another game. Steve, what are your thoughts on Derby games? Do you run a mile? You think I'm not getting involved in that? There's so many games to go at here. I don't need to get in something where there's that X factor that I can't quite quantify. I like getting involved in them because I get sucked into these fixtures. I tend to watch them more. Um, but I will say this. If I if you lose a bet in a derby game, I think you've only got yourself to blame because strange things can happen in these fixtures. So I don't think you can ever expect to be um, you know, guaranteed of winning in, in these sort of games. But I, this is, looks a good angle. This smells like a, a low-scoring Juventus win. And, you know, Chiesa has been you know, firing the shot. So it makes sense. I, is this the plus 115? Yeah. Um, odds? Yeah. yeah. This looks a good plus money parlay. Really. Well, well, look, look, Juve to win a minus 130, but as Daniele said, you can't really trust them. Under two and a half goals is minus 157. So a value play. And Daniele gave us two plus money plays that won last week, plus 115. Let's get Will's first selection for the challenge. Um, uh, Will, who um, has gone for a, for a same game parlay for, for both both picks this week, and I'm going to ask him about that later on in the show, but we'll we'll get the selection first of all. We go Germany, Will, for your first one in time order. It's 9.30 Eastern on Saturday, Leipzig against Bochum. Uh, Leipzig minus 4.35, Bochum plus uh, 10.50, so a big price on, on the slate. I actually think they've been a bit unlucky um, this season, just on expected goals metrics, but I know that You've not gone for that. Just just give us your, your thoughts on Bochum before before we get your pick. Because I'm intrigued here. I just looked at some of their numbers. And when they were thumped by Bayern, I actually backed them on the Asian handicap and didn't, lost my money. But, but Will, just give us your thoughts on, on Bochum first. I'm intrigued. To be honest, Dan, I don't think they're that great. Um, I know they've had quite a tough schedule, um, but they are winless so far in the Bundesliga. They were crushed 5-0 away to Stuttgart's. And then recently, the game you're talking about, 7-0 away to Bayern. I took you know, two and a half of... on that game. Is that what? <laughs> you were on under two and a half? No, I was, I was on Asian Handicap plus two and a half for, oh, okay. uh, for Bochum. Yeah, I lost my money very quickly. But anyway, go on. Yeah, sometimes it's better to get done quickly, isn't it? Rather than kind of in the last minute, but like we were on the Celtic game last night. But um, the underlying metrics aren't great to be honest with you, uh, at least the way I kind of view them. Um, they had 14 shots on target against in that Bayern game, nine in the Stuttgart game. Uh, 
they have had a tough schedule, but I think they're definitely one of the weakest teams in the Bundesliga. They've got second worst uh, shots on target target against as well, 7.33 shots on target against per 90. And that kind of forms the angle of my bet, actually, Dan. Um, I have also branched out into the side markets to find value here. Uh, and I'm taking Leipzig to win the game, which is the kind of more obvious part of it. Parlayed with uh, Xavi Simons over 0.5 shots on target. And that parlay comes in at minus 110. Um, we've spoken quite a bit about Xavi Simons and this Leipzig team in the show before. He's averaging himself 1.14 shots on target per 90 minutes in this season's Bundesliga. That's fifth in the whole league. It's a continuation of his form from last season with PSV and their Eredivisie, where he averaged 1.19 shots on target per 90. And Leipzig overall are averaging six shots on target per 90, which is the fourth best in Bundesliga, despite having played quite a tough schedule. They played uh, Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, Gladbach, Union Berlin, and Stuttgart, amongst one other. Can't remember who that one other game was against. So... Um, Given that Bochum also have the second worst shots on target against in Bundesliga with 7.33 per 90, I think we're probably looking at at least six, six and a half plus would be the line I'd set on the shots on target for Leipzig. And I'd be on the overs there, to be frank. So we've got to expect Xavi Simons to have at least one shot on target. I can't really see why there's so much value on offer here. I think I think this potentially has been mispriced. Um, in terms of the Leipzig to win the game element, They've uh, they've only lost away to Leverkusen this season and drawn at home to Bayern, I believe. I think they won all other games. Um, they've also had a tough schedule, and Bochum are definitely not at the level of Bayern or uh, or Bayer Leverkusen, uh, one of the weakest teams in the league, as I've already said. So this parlay to me, I think, obviously the more risky element of it is the Xavi Simons over half a shot on target, but I see. Uh, I, I, I see very little chance that he doesn't achieve that. Uh, Steve, you've been against Bokka, haven't you, a few times this season. Does this make sense, this play to you? Yes, it definitely does. Bokka are absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> I thought you were having a bit of a laugh when you put Listen, just listen. I, uh, Steve, as, as you know, I use a bit of Y-Scout day, so I've just, I've, just, I've just pulled it up yeah. here. Last game, 2.96 expected goals in a 3-1 defeat to, to Gladbach. Let's just gloss over the buying game. Against Eintracht Frankfurt, when they drew 1-1, 2.52 XG as opposed to 1.14. Uh, and the previous game against Dortmund, very close, 1.35, 1.44. They're, they're just the figures that I've been going on. And maybe so I should delve a little bit. I feel like you're cherry picking a bit there, Dan. Yellow card? I watched that last week against uh, Gladbach. And in the first half, they were a disgrace, really. It could have been five or six. Um, I actually think they'll prefer playing away from home here. We get into a stage where this a good result for them is just not getting obliterated. And they might... It's not... the Leipzig have just played Manchester City, which is never easy. Okay? So I, I actually think this might not be such a huge hammering as, as you think. The, the handicap is minus 1.75. The goal line's 3.75. I, I wouldn't actually get involved in that in this particular game. But this bet of wills basically comes down to... Javi Simmons having a shot on target because Leipzig will win. Um, something strange is going to happen if they don't win. He's actually not had a shot off target this season, which is remarkable. Um, he's had three blocked, 
but um, six shot, six shots, and six on target. So um, sounds like yeah, you've had a shot. A bit... <laughs> 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 Do you know what's interesting is is the the, the actual player the buyback clause that uh, PSG put in for him at uh, PSV and, and now sent. Well, yeah, they, they they sent him to PSV and then put a buyback of six million euros, bought him back, and now have put him out on loan again. Mm. And uh, it makes business sense. I'm just. A, Surprised he didn't actually stay in, in PSG. Really, it looks like he could do a job for them there. Yeah, for sure. So, um, hmm. yeah, certainly missing someone. Judging by what happened against Newcastle in the Champions League, uh, let's get Steve's uh, hot dog, shall we? Uh, we go to Spain for this one. It's an early kickoff on uh, Saturday, uh, eight a.m. Eastern. You've gone to Spain, uh, Steve. Tell us your your lively play, your lively outsider this weekend. Well, I'm going away from a team here. This week. I'm actually going in the goals market over three and a half goals at plus. Uh, 240, Dan. Uh, Cadiz against uh, Girona. I've mentioned Girona before. They are a team uh, very much involved in a lot of high-scoring games. They've actually uh, they've got the third-best expected goal, so they're legitimately a strong attacking team. You watch them play, it's pretty end-to-end football. They're a little bit like Brighton in a way. They, they suck teams into shootouts, and I'm hoping that will be the case here. I could have just kept it simple and, and gone for over 2.5 goals. That's the main line for the game, which looks low. But I, I think this match either goes comfortably over or it's a random 0-1 or something because Cadiz home games have been low scoring. Um, but it's interesting, the one decent team they did face at home uh, was a 3-1 win from them against Villarreal. So it did open up in that fixture. Cadiz, I don't actually think their defence is that good whenever I've seen them play. I think Girona can come here and they've had a good start to the season. They lost against Real Madrid last week, but we shouldn't hold that against them too much. It was on the back of, um, you know, three games in the space of a week. They should have scored at least one goal in that game. Just overall, a very good team to to watch um, in La Liga right now. And I was surprised to get plus 240 on over three and a half. You know, I think I think every Girona game, really, the goal line should be probably 2.75 or three, if not more. And um, I'm just searching for a bit of extra value here. Those who want to play it a bit safer can just take the over two and a half. But uh, plus 240 for over three and a half, this looked like a good sort of underdog, uh, big price uh, player of the week. Uh, just on the overs on, on the overs markets, I mean, it's minus 105 over two and a half, which is, you know, even money-ish. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll ask Daniele and Will and Steve this. Uh, uh, would you be one to sort of split stakes and, and Daniele go over two and a half, over three and a half, over four and a half? You see some wild staking plans across social media sometimes. If you believe there's there's going to be goals, do you do you split your stakes and, and try and get the jackpot, Daniele? Well, it's good. I think, I think, I think it's, 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 always, it's, always a, it's always a good idea. I mean, if you look, look at two teams who haven't played in Europe this, uh, this this midweek so fairly rested and uh, yes obviously uh, Girona very very interesting very interesting outlet as well so yeah it could be it could be it could be a good good idea sometimes to edge it a, a little bit if you want to still return a profit because because will sometimes we talk about leaving money on the table and if you just go over two and a half and then it's comfortably over three and a half you feel like you've missed out a little bit is, is that something you look at do you do you ever split stakes with goal lines yeah I think uh, for me there's probably two Uh, contrasting kind of forces at play here one would be i think this kind of looking at the long tail there's more value in it in in today's football i think you know 
the extremities and 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 with the kind of the high press that most teams seem to be adopting i do think that games can quite easily go way over and especially a game is kind of one all in the last 10 minutes we've discussed this before often managers are looking to push for the win because they feel like risking one point to win an extra two is is beneficial but i think uh, on the other hand you've got to look out for the kind of the over three and a half over four and a half markets because often the books will put more juice and more more margin into their odds and so you've just got to be careful that the price you're getting is reflective of you know something that's fair basically but yeah, yeah, the, yeah ultimately yeah. i would agree yeah i think it's an interesting one isn't it because you you can get blinded by the big odds but they're not necessarily value steve are you think when you start to go those big over four and a half and so on you think oh this is big but really because the over under two and a half goal market is usually so tight and so efficient that's where generally the line and, and the value can be I do this sometimes. I will probably have a go on over four and a half here as well myself because um, it, sometimes you look at a match and you, you do believe it's not just going to go over but way over. So it's, you're not because the odds are so big, you're not exactly having to stake an awful lot, are you? So I can see why it's very attractive for, for certain people. There's some games you know that if you're going to go over, it's going to be tough work to get the over, you know what I mean? And that's why you take the lower goal line. In this instance, um, if it does go over, I do fancy quite a wild game, to be honest. So, yeah, you can be looking at all sorts of different goal lines if it suits you. Uh, speaking of goal lines, um, we will get some uh, more picks from Daniele and Will next on the challenge because they both feature goals markets. Uh, Daniele, you're next up. Napoli, Fiorentina here. Napoli, the champions' favourites at minus 157. Fiorentina plus 390. Napoli off the back of that Real Madrid Champions League loss. Uh, what's the play here? What's your selection? Selection is a Napoli to win the champions and over 1.5 goals minus 117, which, by the way, paid last week when they played a Lecce. They don't do nil, one nils wins, really, in Napoli, and I don't think they will do the many under Rudy Garcia either. They were uploaded at the end of the Champions League match against Real Madrid. They lost 3-2, but there were plenty of positive, the courage, the resilience. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Real Madrid. In the end, uh, they lost Napoli, tricky start of the campaign, but only got three points less in the table compared to last season. So if they win here, they back in the Scudetto challenge. But when it comes to Fiorentina, who, by the way, are playing tonight, that they were recording against Ferenc Baros in the Conference League, that means goal. There are only three teams in the top five European leagues that have scored more goals than Fiorentina in 2023, and they are the champions of Europe, Manchester City, and the mighty Real Madrid, and then comes Fiorentina. Best start of a Serie A campaign since 2015-2016. Uh, they scored uh, 10 goals, Napoli, in the last three games, but also Fiorentina have become much more clinical. Now we need to crunch the number a little bit more, because I know probably Will will pick me on that. If you look at the expected goals of Fiorentina, Minus 7.31 in Serie A. So they should have scored minus 7.31 goals. Why? Because some of the goals that they took, they are pieces of individual brilliance. They are shots from outside the box. There is a one, an on goal in there. There are a couple of headers from Nico Gonzalez, who's nowhere near the tallest player in the Fiorentina side, but he's so good in the air. So I think that all increases the expected goals there. But they also become very clinical in front of goal compared to last season. Last season, they were taking a lot of shots, a lot of corners. Now they take, on average, five less shots per game in Serie A, but they've doubled their tally. So that's why I don't go for the both to score and over 2.5 goals, which will seem the most obvious one, because they might have a blip, 
but I do think they will be able to score against this Napoli side who's still a little bit fragile in their uh, back line. Uh, Napoli second for shots for game in Serie A. Fiorentina only trickling sheets in 10 games, same as Napoli. Uh, Fiorentina goalkeeper made 23 saves so far in Serie A and 10 out of 14 games of the two of these uh, two teams combined in Serie A have been over 2.5 goals and both to score. Napoli have sacked their social media manager, so yeah, <laughs> I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine from now on. Napoli win and over 1.5 goals, minus 117. Just before we get Steve's thoughts on it, I mean, we may as well get Will's lean here because this was nearly an official pick, Will, from you, but then you you dropped it down to a lean. So just just give us your thoughts on on Napoli if you're on team. I think yeah, I think Daniele's done a good job of outlining the kind of contrasting side to this Fiorentina side this season, the metrics do show that they've actually regressed this season. And I think losing Amrabat is a big loss for them. Personally, I can see Zielinski pulling the strings in those half spaces and, and really dominating the game for Napoli. Um, there's been, they've had five days of rest as well from the Real Madrid game. So I don't think they'll need to rotate. Uh, Fiorentina might, but they're more likely to rotate tonight. I'd say, um, I think I don't know if I think somebody on the show has also mentioned uh, the the fact that that the whole Osman saga has looks to have galvanized Napoli actually sometimes yeah. teams need this kind of siege mentality they need some kind of controversial event to to just flip the switch and I think that may have happened with Napoli here for me they were very unlucky to lose against Real Madrid um they won the expected goals 1.98 to 1.48 it looks like uh, Kravacelli has finally found some form after going through a rough spat patch. Everything for me just lines up for an Aperly win. Um, I've taken them, well, it's a lean for me officially, I guess, um, on the minus three-quarter of a goal handicap, minus 118. I think the price has come in a little bit since. Um, yeah, I don't see Fiorentina avoiding defeat personally. And I think that that's part of your bet anyway, right, Daniele? The, the one element yeah, yeah. Napoli, Napoli win, right? win over 1.5 goals. Don't get sucked into the head-to-head -head here because last year, nil-nil in Florence, one nil in Napoli. Napoli had already won the Scudetto by then. And that was the fourth game of the season when they've been nil-nil. Spalletti was still finding the formation. I found the stat about Fiorentina. It is amazing. Italiano, the manager, has been... Char I mean, has been in charge of them for 113 games. He has changed formation every single time. Talk about consistency there. But they are flamboyant, a bit naive, and definitely unpredictable because he rotates so much. A duel to look for, Varashelia against Coyote on the right-hand side, 18 years old. Coyote won the Euro 20, uh, under 20 with Italy. He's a real test. They said he's, he's a good prospect. I think he's good. But let's see what, what he does against Croatia. A battle to watch and bets to watch as well. Steve, your brief thoughts on this one? I think it's a tremendous pick, really. I think the boys have covered exactly uh, what I was going to say. And, and for Daniele, if it isn't broke, why fix it? The same bet worked very well for him last week. Napoli aren't going to win many matches 1-0 this season, so you may as well take them to win an over one and a half. Um, this Fiorentina side are definitely on my suspicious list. They've got this expected goals over achievement is ridiculous. They mm. can't keep this up. Um, only teams that have got exceptional players of individual class can keep that sort of overachievement up. So, you know, yeah, they will regress to the to, to to you know much to the norm if you want to say that. They've also got a fairly poor expected goals against, by the way. I think Napoli win this well. They could they could take quite a big a big beat in here, Fiorentina. Um, the only time they faced anyone good was Inter. They lost that four nil. 
And um, you know, Napoli, you, Will's right. They did. They played quite well against Real Madrid. So I think it was an encouraging. Even though they lost, it was an encouraging performance. So I think they win with a fair bit to spare. Uh, speaking of Real Madrid, we get to Will's second pick here. Their short price favourites at minus three forty-five to beat Osasuna. This is Saturday, ten fifteen uh, a.m. Eastern. So we're going to know Will's picks um, fairly uh, quickly on Saturday. We'll see how Will gets on. Obviously. Um, uh, what are we like in this one here? Again, you've gone same game, Parley, and you've you've gone across a number of markets to to try and get us a plus money pick here. Will talk us through this one. I'm not sure if it's the first time that we've had a same game parlay with three legs on the show. I think it might be but... the first. I think it's the first. But, um... And it surprises but... me with you, but just go go with the well, best. Well, I just I've been tempted <laughs> by these uh, shots on target markets on Bet Rivers. I think there's some very attractive bets around, and now I've kind of become a little bit obsessed with them. And I found some more value in one here, I think, and it's our man Jude Bellingham. Um, he's averaging 2.69 shots per nine shots on target per, sorry, shots. Yeah, that's right. He's averaging 2.69 shots per 90 in the league of this season and 1.79 shots on target per 90, which is fourth in La Liga. Um, that's a conversion rate of 66.5% of his shots are on target, which is which is quite incredible, really. And I think it, it demonstrates what we've also talked about previously on this show is he's getting himself in those positions, in those good scoring chance positions where he's able to get shot on target, often unopposed. And I and I really can't believe the the price on offer here for him to to have a shot on target against a defensively stout but quite mediocre Osasuna team. So so my bet the three legs of my bet are Real Madrid to win the game, parlayed with Jude Bellingham over 0.5 shots on target and parlayed into under five and a half goals in the game. And that comes in at plus money at plus one eight one oh eight, which I think is is quite an astounding price really. I think we probably don't really need to go over too much famous last words, but we probably don't need to go over the Real Madrid win part too much. Um, they they should have more than enough to win this game, really. Um, despite the defensive injuries, they might even have to start Carvajal at, at, at centre-back, actually, because there's no Militao, Nacho suspended, and uh, potentially Alba's out still. So... Um, on to, on to Osasuna. They do have the, the joint best shots on target against per 90 in La Liga, actually. Um, with 3.00 conceded per, per 90 minutes. And their XG against away from home is also quite impressive. However, they have been playing weak opposition. Um, Alaves, Getafe, Valencia, Celta Vigo. So perhaps that's why the Bellingham odds are quite attractive here, because they are defensively stout and they have a reputation for being so um it's a big step up in opposition though going from those teams uh to playing away against real madrid um and a real madrid team that will be coming in well rested having only played on tuesday in the champions league it's the final game before international break they're clearly going to want to win this game they'll probably play their full strength starting 11 real themselves are averaging 7.5 shots on target per 90 in la liga which is top uh, best in La Liga. Uh, they also have the second highest average attacking XG per game, uh, generating 2.18 XG expected goals per game. They should have more than enough to win the game. And interestingly, adding the under 5.5 goals 
boosts this price from minus 118 to plus 108, which is a much, much bigger uh, increase in odds than I was expecting, um, especially given Osasuna in their last 126 competitive games, they've all been under five and a half goals. So my pick is Real Madrid to win the game, parlayed into Jude Bellingham over 0.5 shots on target, under 5.5 goals in the game, plus 108. Brilliant. Um, Or is it? I don't know. Uh, Three elements to this, Steve. Which one's going to let Will down? No, of course, it's none of them are going to let him down. I just, and it's interesting that Will's quantified that under five and a half because I looked at that and thought, what is Will doing this for? But the percentage increase makes it worthwhile. Briefly on this one, Steve. Well, he certainly wouldn't have risked risked under 5.5 goals in the Leipzig pick, would he? Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a... Osasuna are one of them. I don't know much about them. I, I rarely watch Osasuna games, so I can't really comment on them. They have actually drawn on two of their last three visits to, to Real Madrid, and that's probably the one element that I would be more cautious about. Will Real Madrid win? I mean, they've just had a, an emotional victory away against Napoli. I think they'll be flat here. I don't. I said in the Champions League show they don't really get my juices flowing this season, Real Madrid, and I think it'll be probably like one nil, two nil. Bellingham is quality though, isn't he? I mean, only Atletico Madrid at Madrid have shut him out in terms of shots on target. He's the reason why England may well end their trophy drought in the next decade. Dan, he's that good. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or uh, multiple times. Um, exceptional player and he may he may well drag them over the line again so, uh, save the england chat when we speak to danielle about then uh, the european qualifiers in a week or so's time uh we are fast running out of time so steve you've got around about three or four minutes or so to, to talk us to talk us through both of your bets in the bundesliga before we get some very quick leans from the boys steve bundesliga banned for your two official picks this week i'm loving the bundesliga this season dan it's the place to bet if you like goals 14 of the 18 teams are currently averaging at least three goals per game. It's absolutely wild. So it makes sense to focus on on these uh, teams for me. I'm looking at Werder Bremen against Hoffenheim over 3.25 goals at uh, plus 100. And uh, Stuttgart against Wolfsburg over three goals, three Asian goals. Uh, I think it's minus 103. Uh, Start with Werder Bremen, Hoffenheim. This could end something crazy. Uh, Two or three or sort of territory Um, in Four out of uh, Werder Bremen's games, a team has scored at least four goals this season alone. Um, they're a bit of a funny side, actually. They, anything's possible with Werder Bremen. A uh, very difficult team to predict one way or the other, but usually the, the matches are quite wild. We've mentioned Hoffenheim a lot on this show this season. Uh, they're actually... I can't have them as my, my uh, hot dog anymore because they're the favourites in this game. <laughs> they're more likely to win, but they're a, their defence is difficult to trust, you know? They're, they're so wild and end-to-end. Plenty of uh, goal scorers on the show here. Kramerich, who I honestly have always rated him when he's fit. He's always had some injury problems, but he's a great striker when he's fit, Andre Kramerich. Uh, Maximilian Byers had a good season for Hoffenheim as well. Uh, the goals have been spread around for Bremen. Uh, Marvin Duksch is someone to watch out for. Uh, all three could well get on the score sheet. So a 3.25 goal line. At very worst, they should be three goals. We'll take the over there. And then stuttgart Wolfsburg. Stuttgart are a team that a lot of people have been getting involved in this season. Um, most people have been backing Serhu Guriassi to score any time. Ten goals he's netted this this term. I actually think Stuttgart are getting into overrated territory, though, Dan, to be honest. They, they're a really short price here. Wolfsburg are not that bad. and uh, But they've got another really good uh, informed scorer. Jonas Vind netted seven of their nine goals this season. So if he can shut him down, 
you've got a good chance. But I don't really think Stuttgart can. I think Stuttgart are a little bit overrated now. They're playing well, but they do give up chances. So this this goal line's at three. So we'll get a full push if there is exactly three. Uh, Wolf, Wolfsburg matches do have um, only an average of 2.5 goals per game. They can defend a little bit better than some Bundesliga sides. But anyone who's watched Stuttgart this season, it's just been wild. It's been crazy. They've got uh, Garassi is a monster at the moment. And um, again, it should be a pretty open game. I'm thinking something like two all. I actually think uh, Wolfsburg gets something here. They're not a bad underdog, to be honest with you, Dan. So over three goals, minus one or three in the Stuttgart Wolfsburg game. Yeah. And uh, Werder Bremen, Hoffenheim, we like over three and a quarter goals at plus 100 even money. Let's rattle through some leans here. Danielle, you've got one in Italy for us. Cagliari-Roma, the, the Ranieri derby, X2, so Roma not to lose, and under 2.5 goals, uh, minus 103 for me. And, uh, Will, we've talked about your lean in the Napoli-Fiorentina game. You've got one in France for us, montpellier Clermont. Montpellier to win, and Accor, Jerome Adams to have over 0.5 shots on target, comes in at a hefty plus 138. Uh, Steve probably knows quite a bit about Adams. Um, Montpellier are the team with the highest closing line value in the t- big five European leagues means that lots of sharp betters and weight of money comes in for them pretty much every week. Uh, Adams has 1.46 shots on target per 90, which is 11th in league. Uh, so um, yeah, and Claremont conceded the fourth most shots on target per 90 with 5.71. Uh, can't really see anything than a Claremont win, uh, sorry, a Montpellier win. And I think Adams is likely to get uh, at least a shot on target. And two leans for you, Steve. Yeah, uh, apologies. I've not actually got an official league pick this week. I think it's a really tough card. But if I was to go with two, I would go probably Montpellier handicap. But I think Ren, Ren on a plus 0.25 against PSG. They were a disgrace at St. James's Park. And something's not right with that team. Mentally, I don't think some of the players are caring that much. And Ren always raised their game for this match. Since I followed French football nearly 20 years now, they always give a good account of themselves against PSG actually beat them um, in this fixture the last three seasons, which is no mean feat. Did the double over them last year. You can get plus money on them on the on the handicap. The only doubt is that they are against Villarreal on Thursday night away from home, but I think you can get at least a point here. And then into La Liga, yes, it's Las Palmas again. And yes, it's another under suggestion. Under 2.75 goals this time away against Villarreal. I think Villarreal might be quite flat after that so match that I mentioned and Las Palmas are going to come and park the bus. This goal line is 2.75, which feels too high. Probably should be 2.25 in any of their fixtures. And um, I would definitely lean the under here. Uh, let's get a reminder of the challenge picks. Daniele, your two selections for the head-to-head challenges you look to win for the third time on the spin are... Turin's derby, Juve Torino under 3.5 goals and Federico Chiesa of Juventus to have over 0.5 shots on target plus 115. And then Sunday night on Napoli, Napoli-Fiorentina, Napoli win and over 1.5 goals. That's minus 170. Uh, Will, same game parlays for you. Your two official picks. Uh, in the Leipzig, uh, Leipzig against Bochum game, Leipzig to win and Xavi Simons to have over 0.5 shots on target minus 110. Real Madrid, Osasuna, Real Madrid to win. Jude Bellingham to have over 0.5 shots on target and under five and a half goals at plus 108. And I believe, if I've done my maths correctly, that if all four picks win, tempting fate massively, I believe it's a draw. Is that right? 
I've not looked. Uh, actually, I've not, done, um, I've not done the maths. This could be contro- controversial here, but uh, Danielli would win by 0.01 according to the spreadsheet. But that might be that might change. Uh, this is where we convert in American odds to decimal odds. I just want to say one thing before we go: these um, these bets will be void if any of these players don't start. It's Bet Rivers rules. Uh, do check your book because the books have loads of different rules on this. Some the, the pick will go ahead. Sometimes you got you can tick a box to void if they don't start. But uh, I'm not doing any predicting anymore, Dan. Uh, I'm done with that. <laughs> so I'm not anyone. I don't have a, I don't know who's going to win. I will cut my losses, which are quite severe. Oh, and seven. Well, I'm I was sure. really I was really surprised that that Will who who gave us some selections and then decided to to change them and go for these same game parlays. It's not it's not a route that I will go down. And I know that Danielle's the same game parlays as well. Uh, but the 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 triple. Um, the treble in that realm. I mean, some. I mean, I hope it doesn't let you down, but I just think it might do. I'm going to go for Danielli to go for three on this spin. Sorry, Will. Sorry Fair about enough. that. Even though you made me money in midweek. Uh, th- thanks for your call. What? I mean, is it just because you're finding value, Will? Just very. If it, is it just like, look, the, these things are too good to miss. I can, I can put these bets together because I just had you down as like a good, solid Asian handicap punter, goals line man. I am slightly out of my comfort zone here, but <laughs> I, I, I think what's happening on the Bet Rivers odds compilation side of things is I think their related contingency maths are perhaps off a little bit. So Don't I think, tell them. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> reticent to, and I'm not going to give away all of my secrets. But, uh, but yeah, I think their related contingency maths is off a little bit, and I think that's why we're finding so much value. Brilliant. No, don't mind that at all. Uh, Steve, Danielli, Will, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to all. We'll keep everyone updated via our X feeds. A reminder of which, haven't done this for a bit. Danielli, what's your Twitter handle? Your X at handle? The, X, sorry. Uh, at the Fisi. At the Fisi, Steve. At Meatman Soccer. Will. I think it's at Will White Bets, <laughs> but I might. I've only been on Twitter for a You've few days. Go and check. Uh, you've still got more followers than me. I'm at Dan Robe, R-O-E-B. I I'm really enjoying your tweets. You haven't even got a hey, picture, a profile picture. That's the I know, I've got man. to do that. I found out how to do a gift the other day and gave Steve a yellow card. We're going to get the red card from Nigel because we've gone over 40 minutes again. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. Uh, I'll be back alongside Steve in a fortnight's time, as will one of. Danielle or Will, who will be taking on US Handicapper. RJ, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win. From all of us for now, though, it is goodbye.